Welcome to Influence Me, a series of podcasts where the prime focus is leadership. I'm Assistant Commissioner Andrew Short, and I'm going to be hosting a series of podcasts where I get to interview a variety of guests, both internal and external to QFES. The topic is something extremely important to us, and one that is central to the success of QFES. I want to talk with these guests about leadership, and I want to learn more about leadership from the thoughts and experiences of others. I want to be influenced. My guest today, Costa Georgiadis, often referred to as Costa, is an Australian landscape architect, permaculturist and television presenter. A second generation Australian of Greek descent, Costa was born in Sydney and grew up in North Bondi on the same street as his grandparents and uncle. Costa's grandparents fostered his early interest in gardening. He worked as a landscaper while studying landscape architecture at University of New South Wales, where he developed an interest in sustainability. Certainly, Costa, I've watched, I've, I've been one of those many who have got to watch you, whether it be on SBS or ABC, and certainly your very long tenure on ABC's Gardening Australia, now entering its 31st season. A, a wonderful career, mate, and a wonderful a commitment to our natural environment. It's just, a, it's just great to have you on, mate. Oh, it's it's an absolute pleasure to sort of be able to have a chat and and to connect with with your with your people because um, you know the, the the work that that you do and and the the decisions and the connections and and the communication that exists in your world sort of operates in in different levels of intensity and I suppose that's how it is for for all of us in in our different day-to-day activities so uh yeah thanks for the chance to come on and uh, and chat to you yeah and, and costa just recently we, you know we had the fraser island fire happening for us up here in this state and to watch the uh, energy and dynamics playing out about you know, trying to deal with the fire while still trying to protect the environment and how that played out in a number of ways it's uh, the word you use was um complex and certainly there's an element of complexity to it so thank you for Today, in, in, in having a talk to me, as I've mentioned here, this, uh, this podcast series is very much about trying to help young leaders uh, develop and, and learn from the, you know, the pathway and the journey of others. And therefore, my, my first question to you is, given your now long-term connection and relationship with the natural environment expressed through your love of all things gardening and green, and I, I note that I, I caught a little snippet where uh, Ray Martin referred to you as Australia's original green thumb. So I think that's that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. But my question to you is, as a, a guy who you know, in some way is a leader within your part of the world, and, and I know that's not a, a thing that people like put on them, but you know, the fact of it is you, you are. How do you approach when you have something in your mind, and we'll call it a vision or we'll call it something you believe in, how do you go about trying to get others to believe in that? What do you do? It's a good question because I suppose inadvertently we're all making decisions that influence others every day. Sometimes it's almost it's too big a word leadership in terms of it. it it's it's placed up as a mountain. It's like oh you know this is leadership or this person's a leader or or so on and and it it can can almost distract from the actual foundations of what makes leadership, which is actually doing. Actually, yeah, getting, getting there and having a go, yeah. and, and 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 doing what it is that you do, and whether that's making chocolates or or 
on the ground fighting fires or, or in my case, involved in environmental education, my decisions, my actions, every, everything that I do is reflecting those destinations that I want to get to. So the way I, the way I deal with the, the, the simple day-to-day things, I think, are the, are the biggest beacons in the overall picture because you can't just say I want to get there and and drop a pin on a on a map whether that's a physical map or a hypothetical map or whether it's a a, a destination you know I want to climb that mountain I want to become this or I want to be the best at that like you don't just get there you there, there, there's no direct connection you can't just dive through the ether you you get there by actually making a step and that step may end up going to the left and then it could veer around and you could get caught in a river and flow way away away from where you want to be but then you finally come ashore and you meet someone and they give you a tip to get to here and then with them you go there and then you you transfer so I suppose when I set out and say, oh, well, I want to do this. I say, well, what is it exactly that I'm heading for? And who's going to help me? How can I, how can I bring in the people that will get me along the road and, and the, the, the individuals that will leave the little food banks that, that, will, that will nourish me to get to the next point and the next point? So, so yeah, as, as far as, Getting a story across, I think for me, the most positive way that I share my message is by living it. And because I live it and I really breathe it and I really believe in it, and I'm not saying, well, excuse me, you're in my way because don't you realize I'm going there? I actually look at you and go, oh, guess what? <laughs> this is, this is. I want you to jump on. You I want you to come with me. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think that the, the way that the way that you get there is by sh- showing it in your eyes and 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 showing it in your actions and and people mightn't know where you're going, but they'll see that you are going, and that that becomes addictive. Costa, by now, and and look, I've got to watch it as I love many other people, and for me, you 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 seem a person who's pretty clear about who you are. And, and I know that you probably haven't arrived there quickly early in your life, as happens for us all. Would it be fair to say that you're pretty, pretty clear now in terms of your values or the things in life that you value? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think that's constantly being honed. You know, certain things happen in your life and, and they, they cut to the bone and they say, yeah, this is valuable and that's baggage, that, that's filler, that's that's faff, faff and foof, and and I don't need that. And and those things come in the. I think a, a lot of the time those things comes come through the hardships too. When you can look at the things that don't go your way, it's actually. I, I don't see that as a negative. I, I see that as framework that's saying, no, that time's not right, or I've got to get a little bit more on board before I can pass through that threshold and and move on and. Rather than go into the victims, the victim side of things and blame, I go, okay, well, 
that didn't work. Why didn't it work? What what stopped me from from going there? To, to, or, or what what prevented that? Or what why was that hurdle there? And when you kind of just assess it like that, well, then you don't you don't drag yourself into a mire of of um, of, of guilt and and blame and 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 anger and frustration. You you actually go okay. Well, the timing is right. You know, I got that red light because, you know, it's going to clear the passage for the next set, and and I'll and I'll coast through now. And that's kind of how I, I, I like to see, the, it, it's really how I like to see every little detail. That it's not, it, it's there for a purpose. My experience is, you show me someone who's had some success in their life. And I'll show you someone who's probably been knocked on their on the you know on the on their bum a couple of times and had to you know get up and you know brush themselves off to, and all those points you just raised about the choices we have in those moments and certainly I see that in younger leaders particularly where you know where and, and you'll probably I'd imagine you will see it and, and some of the people that you've worked around or with over time where when those moments come particularly the particular, particular people who haven't got a lot of experience they um they will you know go the victim road or they'll seek to blame and and sometimes their, their ego is gonna their what's it there's an expression lovely little expression that sometimes your ego is not your amigo and <laughs> is that it is a beauty and I, I use it pretty regularly so is that been your experience that that's the distinction that it takes time for people to learn a bit about life, to to feel life's blunt and sharp edge sometimes as a as a way of developing someone. Hundred percent. I, I mean, failure. People see the word failure, and they actually believe it is a failing, and that to me is is such a lost opportunity because probably one of my biggest successes that really recalibrated my life was when I got failed in uh, third year of landscape architecture. I got failed in third year design. And basically what that meant was if you failed that, you had to repeat the year because you couldn't go on and do other subjects because they were yeah. prerequisites. So uh, that, that was like, and that was the best hammer. Like that was a sledgehammer that said, okay, you're not ready to move on here. And you go through the, oh, you know, bloody lecturer, you know, <laughs> he, he had it in for us and, you know, don't, doesn't he know who I think I am? And, you know, you know, all of that sort of stuff because you've coasted through and you're into yep. the third year and you're almost seeing, seeing the lights at the end of fourth year. I look at that and I am so thankful because it totally – gave me this opportunity to say, all right, cop a bit of humble pie. What is going to come of this? Where are, why, why exactly? So once the dust settled, it was like, why did I fail? Yeah, I failed because I was coasting. And it, it was like, yeah, yeah, you'll, you, well, you, you just can't coast. You've got to be accountable if you're going to move on at that level. And what it meant was I actually, I was going to do a thesis at that point on outdoor dining areas, you know. I mean, fair enough, whatever. <laughs> it, it, it gave me this chance to think very deeply about everything. And, and what then happened was it changed my whole outlook 
I then redirected, my thesis then changed to green cities of the future, ecology, sustainability, awareness and responsibility for the enrichment of human settlements. And if I drop that on your table today in 2020, what was printed in 1990, the relevance and the timeliness and the, the appropriateness of what I was... It's visionary. Yeah, yeah. It, it's taken, you know, in some cases 20 years for some of that stuff to, to now be mainstream that I'm talking about readily and that other people are taking further. And so, you, you know, I, I actually embed so much of the path that I took. You know, I hit a T intersection there. I hit that, that railway siding with the big, the big bar across it and smashed into that. The caboose was blown into pieces and I put it back together and said, all right, get the thing back on track. And it was like one of those, one of those classic railway things where you have to push up and down to move along the railway. And I pushed myself back out to the main track and I haven't looked back. And, and, and I credit that as, as one of those reprogramming moments that said this this is a big one and I could have been pissed about that forever and not not redirected or what I got out of it was really a, a, a base foundation for why I am where I am now I reckon. yeah you, you took a choice you took a choice and, and uh, gee I wish more people would take a choice it's the road less traveled and and, and looks at what's happened. Your, your, your ability now to influence has broadened so much further. Hey, Costa, can I just focus in a bit on you? And, and this might, might be uncomfortable for you because people generally don't like talking about their own style and own inner self. But I would imagine that a big part of the way you operate is you enjoy connecting with people for a common purpose, to, to use that expression. How does that work for you? Is it is it just that you try to be real and authentic and allow people to believe in you or to, and to your comment earlier where you said that you want people to jump in with you, how, how do you approach that? Or you kind of let that kind of play very naturally given the type of person you are? Yeah, I, I suppose, you know, there's a lot of noise around progression and, and whether that's progressing in school or whether it's progressing in an organisation and or progressing in, in leadership or role, whatever it is. There's a lot of noise and expectation about what that should be and what that could be. But I suppose I look at it and I go, I don't identify with celebrity because that's just a word. What I identify with is the things that wake me up each day. I identify with the people that I'm engaged with because the world is people. I, I suppose that's one thing that, you know, my parents and my grandparents really instilled in me, that communication was so important. Learning Greek to be able to speak another language, which then connected me to learn another language so that I could talk and, and get a message across, communicate. Like all of this was was kind of part of that incredible chance to grow up with another culture and even though that hammered me as well because I was a wog and and I got a lot of discrimination about that and that that hurts when you're in primary yeah. school and high school because you know you're bullied and and so on but I think about those those turning points where I stepped above that and realized that I had more than what any bully could try and 
pull on, on the rug from under me, then I kind of had that confidence and that strength to know that communication is the ultimate. I can't get anywhere if people don't connect with my message, if, if they don't understand what I'm saying, but most of all understand where I'm coming from. So this whole thing about being a title, I, I'm very cautious about titles because I think titles can carry the baggage of others. As soon as I have a title, well, people can then start to put baggage on me from others that may have that title. And I go, well, you know, I, I, I don't have to identify with, you know, just being a, a TV person, well, a TV personality. That's not who, who I am. That's something that is an adjunct to what I do. But who I am is someone that wants to be face to face with someone and and know that that we're connecting and and the fact that I spent time in Europe and understood how to do that in other languages but then learned that ultimately there's a level of communication that's universal and that people just want simplicity i i saw it when i traveled in the east block and and you know suddenly i became rich because i was tra- transferring 30 us dollars a day which was a huge amount of money and I'm being served by people older than my father in a five-star restaurant getting a six-course degustation. And I'm being served by someone with more life experience than I, like three times more life experience than, than I have in, in, in age at that time. And you go, the money's not the point. It's, it's actually the connection and the understanding. And you're a human and you've got stuff that, that you've experienced that I can learn from and, and I'm coming from somewhere that you've got questions. And I just realized that that that, that chance to, to see that whether it was East Block or West Block, whether it was money or no money, people want happiness. And happiness comes in really, really simple truth doses, doses of truth. Yeah. And that truth doesn't require language because I spoke to people without speaking the language and had incredible conversations where our minds were meeting and we were sitting there having a meal with their children there and that happiness and that content was not going to be created by money or riches or wealth or power or anything. It was in that moment and that that connection. And, yeah, I think that's why... I see the world the way I see it because every person has a story. I want to just be in the moment with people. Yeah, it's a, it's a good place to be. I was actually going to move into the discussion into matters of communication, but what you've just covered there in terms of connecting and the power of communication, regardless of language and cultural background, you, 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 I, I, you and I are very much aligned on these matters because when it comes together, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Costa, mm. I want to take us down to this, this last phase, which is these five questions, which I ask each of my guests. The first question is, what do you wish you really understood? Some, sometimes I wish I really understood how and why death knocks on the door. Be, what, because it, it comes at times not expected? Yeah, yeah. So, what's, what's your background yeah, that, I, I, that, I, that I, feeling? I suppose sometimes I wish I really understood why death knocked on the door in such inexplicable ways and comes into people's lives in incredibly incisive and 
and unpredictable, unfair ways. You know, so sometimes I wish I could understand that a bit more, particularly when you lose people and you think, that, that, you know, that was too early or, you know, why did they go? You, you and many others, and I, I could speak personally to that too, but I, I won't today. Yeah, yeah. The second question is, what, what do you wish that other people understood about you? A lot of people probably wonder where I get my energy and why I keep going the way I do from the point of view of understanding that. I suppose with the experiences that I've had, I don't need a lot to be happy. And the more I do what I do and the more I see how incredibly valuable our natural world is, the more I realise that that's all I want to understand and share that incredible gift that we're given and that's all around us and to be able to take little morsels of science and share that with people so they can start to connect with nature and connect to our country more. But that's what I want more than, you know, I, I don't want for, for, for things and stuff. The, the stuff that fuels me is not possessions. It's actually seeing people get possessive of our natural world and, and put their heart and love and take ownership and say, yes, I want to protect this because I want that for the next yeah. generation. So I feel like my care for those coming gets stronger and stronger and goes above the care about what I have in the present because I've got it. I could keep doing this and will keep doing this until, you know, the mortal engine <laughs> goes just just pop for the last time, you know, and, and, and that'll be uh, that'll be the thing. It won't pop because of underuse. No, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll look at the engine and they'll go, geez, that, that's, that, that, that's good. Well, that put a lot of Ks on that clock. Yeah. Did you, have you won that, have you wound that clock back? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll keep going, we'll keep going. Uh, qu question three. Now, this question is normally what type of leader do you prefer, but I'm going to change that a little bit and, say, and offer to you, what type of person do you prefer to have in your life? I just like to be around people that, that do stuff and stand by yeah, what me, they me do. Me too. And, you know, whether that's observing birds or keeping you know, a collection of carnivorous plants or or playing a musical instrument or, you know, getting really passionate about making their own pizza dough or whatever whatever the bent is, the more it's bent, the more I want to see it. Costa, the fourth question is, in respect to your own development as a person, as a professional, as a uh, someone who loves you know the environment and cares for it, and knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to the younger version of yourself? I suppose I'd say maintain the mongrel, be excitable, <laughs> take take zest and energy in everything you do, but be patient, take things step by step. Change takes time, and. The key part of that is that it's not lost time because it's part of the process. And if you're going to, to look at, at change, you, you need to not be lost in zealous and excitement and exuberance, 
and not actually communicate and get the buy-in so that you can swing a ship but then if you if you don't if you don't prop it it will just fade back the alignment will bring it back to where it was because people people are reluctant to change if they don't have the time to come in on a nice runway if you just drop them from the sky or drop it on top of them so yeah that's probably the the, the most yeah. valuable yeah. lesson that I've learned that be enthusiastic but don't try and change things without doing it slowly and supporting it so that it doesn't just wind back out of fear. Yeah, and I suggest that uh, my, my fifth question that I normally ask, which is about, you know, if you had a magic wand, what ability would you give emerging people, emerging professionals, emerging whoever? Uh, I suggest that you would probably answer that the same way in terms of take the long view. Take the long view, accept that there's going to be setbacks Accept that things won't, you know, your, your, my language, but your point earlier, won't always grab on or hook in. I think the other thing in, in terms of, of respecting change and taking it step by step, I, I think the most important thing you, you need to do is listen because anyone can listen, but they don't hear. And, and I think that capacity to actually hear what people are saying, not just listen to what people are saying. Costa, I'm incredibly aware these days when I have interactions with people, I can almost sense that someone, if they are listening, that they're listening purely to to consider what their rebuttal's going to be, you know, what, how they're going to have a different position to you. And that drives me crazy. Whereas, uh, you know, I try and, yeah, and, and I don't always get it right because I think all of us, when we feel strongly about something, uh, yeah, it's a hard thing for us to step away and look at it from a, a different perspective. And I think the point you're saying is that when you truly listen, you, your own perspective may actually end up even better than it was. And not listening for what you want to hear. Yeah. Because that's not actually hearing. You know, you know. It's, <laughs> it's got not. to listen no. to just hear what the person's saying. And then, then you can take your actions accordingly and 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 i just think that's a really valuable one and it's the same with seeing you, you, anyone can see but not actually uh understand what they're seeing you know they just see what they want to see hear what they want to see hear what they want yeah. to hear and so yeah i think they're, they're they're key elements because when you actually do hear what someone's saying it will it will affect how you then listen to to their overall message and how that fits into what what you are trying to achieve and, and then you'll have them on board. And we all benefit when, when those moments happen. Mate, that brings us to it to the end. I need to say thank you to you. Thank you for your commitment to the environment. Thank you for your commitment to sustainability and conservation uh, as expressed through all its forms. And it's been a pleasure watching you over these years. It's been an honour for me to have some time with you to uh, oh. share a bit about life and, and the learnings and uh, and for us it's all about setting up our new emerging leaders to be just a bit more successful than they might have been because they don't have to you know put their foot in the same potholes that we all have at times mate thank you very much anything you want to any final message you want to give people i think when it comes to leadership you know everyone everyone's leading in their own ways every single day people are watching us People are watching what we do, the actions we take, the things we use, the way we go about 
the day-to-day things. And it's it's that rigorousness, it's that it's that flexibility, but at the same time, it's that routine that that builds stability and momentum, and that can be replicated through understanding and and, and communication. So you know, take every action you do as something that is being viewed, particularly by youth, particularly by those around us, and connect with those the the, the, the machinations of the day to day, because that is who we are. How, that is how we are. That's what makes us different because we do things, but we do things differently, but with the same structures and 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 being, you know, for want of a better word, because I, I, I hate how the word role model has been so bastardised, but, you know, being a role model is about knowing that people watch what you do and for, for our youth and for our, our children and, and, and our day-to-day activities, we have this opportunity to, to illustrate through action and then connect our youth with our elders and everyone in between by by being these amplifiers of consistency. Excellent summary. And again, I appreciate that you've taken time to help me help others. And I just hope that you have a great day. Yeah, well, likewise. And, th- and thanks, thanks, Andrew. Thanks for the chance to, to sort of share some thoughts with uh with the, the, the people that, that, that are, are, are integral to your organisation. It's a real privilege and I, and I appreciate it very much.